Hello, this is Pastor Peter Kesting from Zion in Reedfield, and welcome to our next episode of A Stone in Zion. I wanted to start out with a quick apology here for the lateness of this podcast. I usually like to get my note on Sunday, and I know today's already Tuesday, um, but appreciate your patience on that. Had some things going on earlier this week. Also, I didn't put one out last week either. Um, I didn't preach last week. Uh, I hope you enjoy the service today. I I think it has a very special message for us about our identity as Christians and as belonging to God, you know, in a world where often we struggle with fitting in. Uh, well, that's natural for a Christians to not fit in. I think that's the way we're supposed to be. You, you see God almost purposely uh, making it so that Christians do not fit in with the rest of this world. And that can be kind of a painful thing. I think for us, as we struggle to find our place, uh, but here we see we do have our place in the Lord as he gives us those new names. So without further ado, uh, here is the sermon. Our sermon text for our message today is from Isaiah chapter 62, verses 1 to 5. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet till her vindication shines out like the dawn, her salvation like a blazing torch. The nations will see your vindication and all kings your glory. You will be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will bestow. You will be a crown of splendor in the Lord's hand, a royal diadem in the hand of your God. No longer will they call you deserted or name your land desolate, but you will be called Hephzibah and your land Beulah. For the Lord will take delight in you and your land will be married. As a young man marries a young woman, so will your builder marry you. As a bridegroom rejoices over his bride, so will your God rejoice over you. Dear brothers, and sisters in Christ, Christ, the one whom we belong to. Have you ever had the feeling that you didn't fit in, that you just didn't belong? You ever feel like a, a fish out of water? I think that it is a fairly common human experience that there's times in all of our lives when we have felt just like that. It's a common human experience, but, you know, it's also a painful human experience, isn't it? Perhaps it's something that you remember feeling when you were younger, you know, in school or, or other things. But really, it's something that happens to adults as well, that idea of just maybe not quite fitting in. Not quite belonging. But you know, as Christians, that feeling should be second nature to us. Because really, that's true for all Christians. Even though there's billions of Christians out there in this world. If you really are a Christian, if you are living your life as a Christian, then you don't fit in with the rest of the world. Because to be a Christian means that you sometimes have to go against the grain. To be a Christian, it means sometimes you have to make sacrifices and not do the things that the rest of the world does because of your faith. 
if you ever feel out of place, you ever feel like your name should be desolate or your name uh, should be like you are out of place, well then look to God who speaks to his people. He says, I will give you a new name. Here in our text, we see that the Lord gives us all a new name. He tells us that we are Hephzibah and Beulah. But what exactly do those names mean? Well, before we look at those names, let's, let's look at what how he begins this text. It starts out by the Lord saying that he cannot remain silent. He cannot keep quiet. Not until the, the vindication of the people is made known. And, and the word for vindication really means their salvation. So he's saying, I can't be quiet until I tell people about the salvation of my people. That salvation of, of God's people was something so important to them that he could not hold back. You ever have something like that where, you know, you have some big news and you, you can't hold it back? Well, that's kind of what is being talked about here. Have you ever gone to the bank and uh, the bank teller tell you that, uh, you know, if you refer a friend, you'll get $50 and maybe your friend will get $50. That's a pretty familiar common thing, right? Or could be with other services, subscription services. I think we probably all have seen that. And a lot of times it's too much of a hassle, so we don't really go through with it. And the truth is really, if you really believed in whatever service you were receiving, whether it was your bank or whatever subscription it was, and if it was really so great and so important to you, you probably wouldn't even need the incentive. By nature, I think we naturally just want to share that news with other people. If you, know, if you found such a great deal on something, you're just going to share that message with your friends, with your, your family. You don't need that incentive to do so. When was the last time, though, that you were, like it says here in, in Isaiah, when it says here, for Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. From Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet till her salvation shines out like the dawn. When was the last time you shared your faith? When was the last time you referred a friend to Jesus? Perhaps we can think, well, we haven't done that, or we have remained silent. And then that's, a, that's an unfortunate thing, isn't it? That's a, a, a thing that God doesn't want us to do. Because our faith is a great thing. Our faith is something that, that defines who we are, that gives us an answer to difficult questions in our lives. Our faith is something that, that gives us a purpose in life. And it shapes uh, everything about us. God wants to have a special relationship with all of us. That's really why he created us. That's why we exist, is to have a special relationship with him. And we can do that through our faith. So yeah, our faith is a big deal in our lives. And we really shouldn't need 
an incentive to share that faith with others, to let that salvation go out, to proclaim it. Because we are Hephzibah. That word Hephzibah was a familiar enough name back in the Old Testament for, for women. And Hephzibah itself means he or she or someone delights in her. Essentially saying this, is, this person is a delight to others. That's an interesting thought, isn't it? That God says, I am now going to call you Hephzibah, which means my delight. How could God delight in us? I mean, we are sinners. We have failed to live up to God's decrees. We have not proclaimed his salvation as we should have. We have hid it under a bushel basket and have remained silent. We have done all sorts of other sins as well. How could we be God's delight? Well, of course, that's only through what Christ did. How he lived that life that, that should we should have lived, and he lived it in our place. So really, when God says, you are my delight, he's looking at his son, Jesus. He's looking at us through the light of his son. And through the forgiveness that we have as, as he washes away all of our sins and makes us to be righteous and holy in his sight. So we now become his delight. And I think that's an interesting concept too for a different reason because so often in this world, we don't think about being the delight of someone else. We want someone to be our delight. We want others to serve us. But really to be someone else's delight is essentially saying, I want to serve others. That's a humbling position, isn't it? To be the delight of others. And that's a, a Christian thing, isn't it? When we look at Christ and what he has done for us, it is our goal then as Christians to be God's delight, to serve him, to put ourselves and our own desires and our own will below God's will and to be his delight. You ever met a, a people pleaser? You know, I think we all kind of know people who have that personality where they, they want to please others. They want to make others happy. Uh, their, their lives are kind of geared that way. Maybe you're that way. Maybe you're not. But, you know, I think all of us in our lives at some point have wanted to make someone happy, right? Maybe it was a, a teacher that you liked that, that uh, was really nice to you. So you wanted to do good work for that teacher or a boss who uh, treated you really well. And maybe you wanted to make that boss happy. You know, you could think of many different situations like that where you wanted to make someone happy. And why? It's usually because of what they have done for you. Now, when we think about that name that God gives to all of us, Hephzibah, my delight, we think about, first of all, what God has done for us, the love that he has showed to us, the, the position that he has given us in this life. And then we see that reaction in us to want to please God. 
by living a life that of service to him, of doing his will in our lives, of, of putting our will below his and trying and perhaps sometimes failing, but yet still trying to serve God with our lives. We see that that name Hephzibah applies to us, but there was another name too. Remember, he said that I call you Beulah. Beulah is a name that essentially means married. That's uh, the literal definition or translation of that word. But it really also has the idea of belonging to someone else. Marriage is something that appears a lot in the Bible. In fact, you could say the Bible begins and ends with marriage, really. In the first few chapters of Genesis, you have God establishing marriage, right? With Adam and Eve. And how he established them as, as helpers for each other. And he is, we see throughout scripture how he established marriage as to be this relationship of love and respect mutually given to each other. And then the end of the Bible kind of closes on marriage too. In the last few chapters of marriage, there's this talk about the wedding supper of the Lamb. Where basically there's the idea that God it marries us. And that our time in heaven is like a, a wedding reception for all eternity. It's a beautiful picture, isn't it? Joy and happiness. Whether you are married or not, whether you, you know, maybe you're young and you're not thinking about marriage at all, or maybe you've never been married in your life, or things haven't worked out that well for you in that area. It doesn't really matter because you can look at the concept of marriage and God's direction for marriage and see it as a, a blessing for mankind. All of us have been blessed through marriage, whether we're married or not, or ever plan on getting married or not. We can be blessed through marriage, through that, that mutual love and respect. And we can also see how we can fit into that relationship with God. For God loves us, and we respect him. Unfortunately, in this world, so often marriage has been botched by us and our sins. But the in initial intention of marriage is that, that love and that respect given to each other. And we can find that in God. That name, Beulah, I think touches on one of the deepest needs that all of us have. That idea of belonging. Because really that's kind of what that word means, to belong to someone else. God says, you belong to me. Like I talked about before, there's times I think when all of us feel like maybe we don't belong. We don't fit in. We feel like a you know, a round peg in a square hole. We feel like a fish out of water, a misfit. But the truth is, <clears throat> the truth is in God, we do belong. We have a place. Think about social clubs 
in, in the world today. There's, there's a lot of different clubs that people belong to or different organizations or different things. And a lot of them have to do with that social aspect. You, you belong to something, maybe not because, you know, you like bowling so much, but because you want to have friends and you want to fit in, you want to belong. And we are always kind of looking for that in one way or another. A place where we can belong, a place to fit in. And we have that now in Christ. God says, you belong to me. And what a wonderful blessing that is to know that we can have that, I, that uh, position there with God. He has made us to be his own dearly beloved. He says, you now belong to me. And we are like new creations. That's what God has made us to be. Jesus and his death and his sacrifice, they have changed who we are and have given us a new name. No longer are we desolate or abandoned, but now we are Hephzibah, a delight to God. We now are Beulah, belonging to God. This is our name. These are our names, and they are very good names for us to have. Amen.